0: On this week's show, start your engines, floor that accelerator, and slam directly into a concrete wall, because we're talking cars too. I'm Neff Knowles.
1: I'm Lauren Medeiros.
0: I'm Roddy Guzm.
1: I'm Megan Swain.
0: And this is Bad With Numbers.
2: question and it is if cars could talk what would your car say about you i want to know the deets <laughs>
1: <laughs> my car would be so mad at me
0: <laughs> really why
1: okay so my my car is optimus after optimus prime i i love him dearly he's he's had a tree like dropped on it oh i
0: remember that
1: yes so uh my car (laughs) i bought it brand new i'm very very lucky to have it it's a little 2014 hyundai accent and um yeah a tree branch fell right on top of it and i've never gotten that repaired so on the passenger side there is a huge dent in the frame of the car and then um my bumper on both sides uh, like both driver's side and passenger side are uh totally like hanging on by a thread but i don't have three grand to spend on a bumper are you joking
0: three grand
1: three grand because they would have to uh replace the entire bumper because it's the clips that are broken okay these little tiny clips that's what's broken on them um and then there's a huge dent from someone um taking like opening their car too fast
0: assholes and
1: the, their door like dented mine and then they took off i found out after i was done work one day so he's been through a lot but um it's also protected me from a lot too so i really appreciate it and i love my car very dearly do you
3: have do you have a car Roddy?
2: i don't so part of me feels like <laughs> no no but the thing is though if i were to have a vehicle a partner feels like i don't think i'm special to the vehicle that I partake in is because it's the public transit. Like I'm just, I'm just anybody to a public transit bus.
1: Oh man, once I started driving though, public transit became the worst thing to me. I remember I was texting my boyfriend once I started like taking TTC to to classes and there was a rotten banana peel stuffed in between the seats on my first ride on the TTC after that. And I was just like, this is peasant stuff. Like-
0: <laughs> Roddy, remember that time that we were on the bus, me, you and Alex? and that dude, like, just vomited projectile everywhere over the back of the bus Uh, uh. and then staggered off it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember
2: that because it's one of those nights where, like, the vomit is just, like, moving along with the momentum and the inertia.
0: Yeah, it was kind of edging closer.
3: Oh, wow, I hate that. You know, it's just, like, rolling in rivulets down the floor, treads towards the back. Thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) Sorry. um, I think my car would probably say, why are we at the drive-thru every fucking day?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Your car tries to stage an intervention. I think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why are we at the LCBO again?
1: You doing okay, buddy?
0: Uh, I haven't taken the TTC in. It'll be a year on Monday since I took the TTC anywhere, so I'm kind of proud of myself for that. Ooh. Thanks, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's still going on.
3: <laughs> I also do not own a car, but I do take the TTC. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure the public transit buses would hate all of us if they could talk. They would probably resent their very existence.
2: That is true. You're basically just housing human people for the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, they would probably be like. You know, thanks for saving gas, but I fucking hate you.
2: You know, like. True. And like, if you think about it, too, like, at least with like Laura's car, You'd she'd be like, you know what? I'm going to take you on a little staycation. And then she could like go to, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of a place. Pickering. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure that, you know. It's where cars want to go. They want to yeah. go to Pickering. Well, I take my car everywhere, though. Yeah, like, my car is usually what takes us all to road trips. So it's gone up to, like, North Bay. It's gone up to, mm. like, you know, the really scenic places. See, I can't imagine why your car hates it's gone all the way you. down to, like... Washington, also though. Oh,
0: you got me beat. I've only driven as far as New York, so. Heck
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I love my car dearly, and I I hope he knows.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you show appreciation to car if you could talk to it? This is
0: a weird conversation now.
1: (laughs) This is a weird conversation.
0: You don't need to talk to it. You just need to wash it and put gas in it regularly. Surely. Change
1: the oil. It's true. I actually like every time that I don't get into an accident, I like kind of pat the steering wheel, and I'm like, thanks, buddy. Like, thanks for not failing me, brake system, because <laughs> that's something that really is concerning. Wow,
2: I just had a thought, and it kind of tangents
0: into what... Oh, never mind. Are we what, are we going to introduce it now?
1: <laughs> what, now?
0: Good point. Welcome to uh, Bad Badwood Numbers, a podcast about car maintenance. No, wait, a podcast about terrible <laughs> sequels. Uh, this week on the show, we are talking Cars 2 from the year 2011, beep, beep. directed by, uh-oh, John Lasseter. da he's a, a little handsy that guy apparently
3: mm. he seems to want people to know that he feels super bad about it or something
0: if you say so john Lasseter. if you say so um the, oh man this is the first animated movie we've done this is the first pixar movie we've done mm-hmm. it feels wrong to be doing a pixar movie on this show because i don't know about you guys but i kind of love pixar right
3: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they've they've made some good stuff.
0: No oh, yeah, and they
2: for like any aspiring writer, they're like a go to if you're lost for like structure and like how to write a story.
3: Yeah, that's they're very story first, but like they pick concepts that really work with the technology and and show off what they're doing with the with the animation. But they take those concepts and make really good stories out of
0: them. Yeah, and I mean, is is this the first bad Pixar movie? I mean, what what came before this? We
3: I think this is this is mediocre, which compared to the fact that all their other movies are pretty much uh, most of their movies are fantastic it puts it at the bottom of the pile but that's not it's 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 not super low down on the quality scale
0: i kind of feel like up to this point they'd been fantastic with a couple of personal exceptions of movies that i don't outright love but they've made some kind of questionable ones after this um Mm -hmm. cars free i guess being like the prime example i don't know about you guys but i didn't love toy story 4 so i was about
1: to say i haven't seen it yet Um, it feels like that one really didn't need to exist in my opinion
2: it felt more geared towards i guess adults than actual kids like i'm trying to remember the fourth one what was the experience it was basically woody going off on his own and like leaving yeah like
1: because what he his um his character just didn't feel the same anymore because with one two and three he was dedicated to his kids so for him to turn his back on that whole personality like anchor almost i wouldn't even call it a trait like that's just who he is so to turn his back on that just kind of felt like abandoning the character in general instead of growing from it
0: wasn't the concept that he was basically trying to get laid with bo peep in that movie was it
1: pretty much was gonna run away with bo peep
2: what i did not get that from
1: <laughs> really
2: no no, no. I, don't I don't know i just i thought i, I need to watch it again but from because at least with toy story out of all of the trilogies like i didn't think toy story 4 was that
0: bad i don't think it's bad it's not bad it's just kind of i think okay so for me toy story 2 is like the pinnacle of pixar oh right? yeah, absolutely it's yeah. like It's not just one of my favorite Pixar movies. It's one of my favorite (laughs) movies outright. Mm -hmm. There was the first film that I took my daughter to see at the cinema. So she was like um, maybe just under three years old. And she was absolutely enwrapped in this movie for 90 minutes. So it has a special place in my heart there. But at the same time, just in terms of like as far as sequels go, it's probably the best sequel ever made. Mm -hmm.
1: No, I I definitely agree. I just feel as though, okay, when you follow up with Toy Story 3, right? Like that is also iconic for... It's ending and all the emotions and it was wrapped up perfectly in my mind. It just did. It felt like Toy Story Four did not need to exist, and with the additions of the voices that they brought in, it felt like a cash grab, and I don't appreciate that.
0: I mean, I appreciated them having Keanu on a motorbike in that movie. That was kind of about uh-huh. right?
1: absolutely <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> and being Canadian at that point, like I do love Duke Kaboom.
3: Oh yeah, I forgot about Duke Kaboom. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen it yet. I just know that there's a, a spork that gained sentience, and oh.
1: Sporky or whatever. Sporky. Sporky, that was it. Yeah. And then it was just really weird also because of the fact that Woody was trying to force... Forky to be who he wasn't, and he's just like, I love trash, and I'm like, oh my god, me too. <laughs> but it was, I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't like Toy Story four as much as I felt like I needed to like any kind of Pixar movie. Um, and I feel like Cars two, I just didn't care for. Like at least Toy Story four is creative. Um, I like the characters. It, I could see why it exists, even though I don't personally vibe with it. Mm. Cars too? I got nothing.
0: This movie is utterly charmless, as far as I'm concerned. It <laughs> this just... is the
1: type of movie that you could see like a mom having on in the background as yeah. she's crying and having a breakdown while her two kids are fighting because oh it gosh. wasn't a good <laughs> enough distraction for those two to keep them under control.
3: Or they're mimicking the movie by just smashing their car toy cars into things. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> oh just man, throwing them across the room and stomping on them and
2: no yeah I think the one thing that I got from this movie when I first even in the opening scene I was like if I were a kid like I feel like this is something maybe I would try to do if I had a toy car Mm. I would play around and see what it could do like maybe pretend it's in a spy mission now next racing really fast like for me this movie just seemed like a whole bunch of ways that kids could play with their toys
3: yeah oh yeah no it, it, it it combines like the sick racing scenes with really awesome car chases that are supposed to be reminiscent of i don't know the italian job or
2: something
1: i I was thinking die hard but with cars Hmm. yeah
2: yeah i think for me like part of me probably won't sit through this again but i appreciate the fact that possibly this helped funded the future movies like soul and like inside out (laughs) because like this movie made them a ton of money just on branding and toys alone and
0: yeah
1: Mm, I suppose
0: I mean this movie plays like a toy catalog right this is like every other scene they're introducing something that you're gonna see some kid screaming at his mom in Walmart to buy him right it's um it's insane the the characters that they introduce that just seem purposely there just to sell toys well yeah that's why I think I
2: asked you guys do you know any kids that watch this film because I feel like that's the bar like I am not like this movie is not here to entertain me usually Pixar movies are for the whole family this one seems more geared towards like look at all the fun that can happen with uh lightning mcqueen and unfortunately uh, mater
1: <laughs> that was the whole um joke with when toy story 3 came out because it was so long after right everyone was just like you're gonna see all of these kids lining up for toy story 3 and i'm gonna barrel them out of my way because i yeah. need to go see that instead <laughs> um but yeah it it didn't feel like anything to me cars 2 exists just to exist it's not for anyone because it's not for kids it's it doesn't hold anyone's attention I didn't hear any kind of buzz when it was coming out
0: I think it was panned like just overall yeah this movie's rocking a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes um but like Roddy said huge hit made big amounts of money globally and I'm sure the amount of merchandising Disney pulled in from this is just insane right Mm -hmm. um speaking of which let's do the box office for this one so it opened on the 24th of june 2011 uh debuted at number one and it made 66 million that weekend on its way to 191 domestic which is a little low for a pixar movie but also still better than most films and 550 million worldwide number two that weekend was bad teacher the cameron diaz jason siegel comedy
1: oh yeah oh my god
0: do you guys know the plot of that movie no not really cameron diaz is a bad teacher that's the plot um fun fun fact though cameron diaz is retired from movies now is she really yeah she hasn't made a film since 2014 um the second to last film that she made was ridley scott's the counselor in which she fucks a car do you guys want to see it
3: (laughs) yeah sure oh
2: i don't know if i want to
1: Wow. That's on a resume.
0: I wish people could see Roddy's face right now. That's
1: that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just the furrowed eyebrows. I love
3: that,
0: it. Um, yeah, that movie's wild. That isn't even the wildest thing in that fucking movie.
3: Noted. <laughs> Years ago, when I worked for that adult entertainment company because I was a moderator for dating websites um i actually wrote a scene that involved a car <laughs> oh, except in oh, that really? one it was except in that case it was a gear shift uh um, oh yeah that's what i was expecting if i'm being quite honest yeah that's what i thought it was gonna be when i when yeah. i pulled the scene up
0: yeah it ain't quite that um if you haven't seen the counselor check it out
3: that is quite the splits did she do her own did she do her own stunt there
0: i i guess <laughs> 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 i don't know yeah Moving along swiftly. uh, Please. (laughs) Number three that weekend was uh, a big old fart noise of a movie Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern.
2: Oh, Ooh. wait, is that where Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds fell in love? I think so. Oh,
3: well, at least something came out of that.
2: No, it's one of those movies that like, I guess it's going to end with a gigantic blob. Did it have a portal again?
1: Oh, God, I don't remember that movie at all.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I Again, I've kind of blotted that one out of my memory. It's I because I don't care. Number four that weekend is J.J. Abrams Super 8.
3: Oh, OK. That was J.J. Abrams?
0: Yeah, he directed that.
2: I am just surprised it didn't somehow tie into Cloverfield. Oh, God. Wait, did it? No, I don't know anymore.
0: It had a very Cloverfield-esque monster in it, but I don't think there was any kind of like direct tie-in. I swear to God, I'm going
2: to watch Felicity and be like, "Oh, by the way, here's some tangent to like Cloverfield."
3: Yeah, in the back, in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's how he does it. <laughs> At number five that weekend, uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, I don't know. <gasps>
1: oh, I love that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jim Carrey was, uh, Jim and some Carrey, penguins.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: There's um there's one that uh Captain I think and he really wants to fly super bad and then spoiler alert he flies at the end but not like by flapping his arms he actually has like a little glider oh. as he's escaping the zoo that they kidnapped him to and it is, it's just I love I love I, it fills my heart with joy. That's
0: Mr. Papa's penguins ruined for me then cheers Laura. Um.
1: I mean I was hoping for
3: like some kind of a penguin cannon but you know a glider's cool too
0: mm-hmm. I could, can, <laughs> can see that one Penguin cannon.
3: <laughs> it Right in
0: there. Kicking around the rest of the top ten, we have got a fuckload of other sequels. We've got definite. That's an episode, The Hangover Part Two. <laughs> same reaction, same reaction, Laura. <laughs> Probable. That's an episode, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and unlikely to be episodes, but I don't know. Uh, X Men First Class and Kung Fu Panda Two.
2: Kung Fu Panda 2.
0: Oh, those were actually really
2: fun. Yeah. I
0: like Kung Fu Panda 2. That's a good movie. Yeah. And x said First Class has legitimately, like, memorable scenes.
1: That's the one where uh, he finds his family or something, right?
0: Oh, Kung Fu Panda?
1: Or is that the third one? That
0: third one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other movie that rounded out that chart that wasn't a sequel was Bridesmaids, which oh. I don't care for, but it gives us a great opportunity, Roddy, to talk about Barb and Star of Vista Del Mar. It's the greatest thing ever. I. It's
2: kind of fucking awesome, right? <laughs> it's just... It's it's so comforting, it's exactly what I want in these times, and it's not our It's basically about friendship, guys, and,
0: uh, and what else? Hot dog soup and how it could be delicious. And uh, Jamie Dornan climbing a palm tree in the middle of a song and dance number. Flipping his feet. That movie made me really appreciate Jamie Dornan a lot more than I had done previously. Alright, that was the box office for Cars 2. Um, I mean, should we just get into this fucking film? I don't know. Sure. I kind of struggled with this one. Nine times I paused this uh, to see how long was left.
1: (laughs) I I stopped watching for a full half an hour before I realized I wasn't watching anymore. So I had to go back and and take a look to see if there was anything that I missed that was good and it was like no just a car death my mind kept wandering
3: and then I had to kept I had to keep backtracking in the movie because I was like wait what I missed but
2: like did you find your mind like wandering into just questions about how the hell this world
0: works oh I have so many questions about how this (laughs) world works (laughs) (laughs) like the visual
3: gags just I I mean they're so bizarre they're just
0: they're 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 so weird it's one of the ones yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, then, no. Let's just fucking get it out there, and I think yeah. it's what everybody wants to know. Yeah, are these cars fucking? And if they are fucking, how are they fucking?
1: I I hear a windshield fucking is, just, is pretty <laughs>
0: yeah you think they're just counseling it it's
1: like a pleco <laughs> stuck to the side of a fish tank yeah no i like the the idea that roddy had come up when we uh first brought up uh car reproduction where they just go to a, an assembly line yeah and then they choose what what like baby car they get do you think that it's like smart cars or smart cars the babies because they're just like little little tiny ones oh
0: oh and they and they grow into bigger cars
1: yeah. You just get bigger parts later down the road? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It, it it depends on... Yeah, it's like we were talking before, like, where is the sole of the car stored? Is it in the chassis? Is it in the tires?
0: Do these cars even have souls?
3: Because in this movie, the one guy like does stuff to his own engine, right? He gets like parts of it replaced, if not mm-hmm. full-on replaced. So, can they lose their eyesight? I mean, I mean, I guess they don't really need a windshield because there's nobody driving them. The windshield is for them to see
2: or do you think there's like humans inside that are just trapped forever and it's like the matrix where they're the energy sources <laughs> but see this is what i mean you watch this movie and you're like but what i don't and then you just go off at a tangent and then you forget you're watching this movie.
3: There's like a scene where Mater's on a payphone and I was like, okay, well, how did he dial that phone? Why is it human sized? Um,
1: Are there sidewalks in the Cars universe? Because you wouldn't need sidewalks. Good question. I wasn't paying it. I wasn't paying enough attention.
2: Uh, No. I'm, like, I'm trying to remember like this.
0: It's just a bunch of side streets for all
2: their chases
0: how do they open doors i don't understand because they use their wheels as hands but they're not very practical as hands
2: the
3: one guy does karate with his tires
1: that's true that was a thing
3: why do they have doors at all is the question why do they need doors
1: they should all be automatic but who creates the doors (laughs) do they build their own buildings see
3: we were talking about this like why would so in a metropolitan area obviously cabs aren't going to exist because like what would they who would who would they be transporting there would be no need for cabs or public transit
0: <laughs> these cars take planes to other countries what that was size weird yep planes are they taking to other countries because but then the planes are sentience
3: <laughs> they have faces the ships and the have boats faces. too yeah planes have faces it doesn't make any sense
1: wouldn't that be so weird like just imagining you're a plane and then like you could have other people just crawl inside of you and then leave well like i don't know i first just off, it feels weird to
2: you're me. built just so that people can go at car other cars can go inside you.
0: Like you have no other purpose. I
2: don't know. They didn't answer
0: they didn't answer that in this movie. Who built the first car in this movie? What what does car what does car Jesus look like? I don't understand. (laughs) Do they have a religion? It's like this movie expected us
2: to just be like, hey cars can talk and here's a story. It's like no 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 hold on you need
1: to you need to you need to explain (laughs) yourself. Wait a second. So like on Disney Plus, they actually have all of these Mater shorts.
0: Okay, we should just before we we should just preface this that Mater is the tow truck. Yes, played by Larry the Cable Guy. We'll yeah. get to him in a minute, but yeah, he's kind of he was kind of a, a peripheral character in the first movie, but he's yeah. very much front and center of this he's one. The,
1: he's the protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Tow Mater, he does like a bunch of different shorts, and they're actually. So much more entertaining than the movie. Let me tell... I watched all of them because I love them so much. It was really, really good. So the first one, of course, I watch is the uh, Tokyo one. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just like, I need to see the Tokyo drift in this. I just need to. Mm -hmm. So there's this short where... he's uh, he's trying to learn how to drift. So they challenge him. He like tows someone and they're just like, he's like, yeah, no tow is too far. And they're like, are you sure? So then he ends up towing them all the way to Tokyo. Um, and he's he's drifting and he drifts through the police station, I say in air quotes. Oh, it was the donut shop and it's just a bunch of cop cars and they're doing donuts, like oh. the, the circular motion. Of course. And it was actually one of the funniest visual games gag i i've seen it in a long time because it's just like donut shop and then it's just everyone doing donuts and i'm like ha clever so i don't know there were a lot of little things like that that make me happy but that sh- store didn't have doors oh okay
3: when they're in japan they there's a there's like a car kabuki show and also car sumo which i guess makes a little bit more sense when they're when they're in italy there was a pope mobile inside a pope mobile. <laughs>
0: So they have religion right. because they have a because they have a pope right they have a car pope so they have oh. religion they have they have a car queen at the end of this movie. So they have some kind of like established monarchy amongst cars. There's like a sovereignty amongst cars. I don't fucking understand this universe at all. (laughs) I don't know what to tell
3: you. (laughs) Oh my God. It's a Pope inside of a Pope.
0: (laughs) I mean, okay. Right. So this movie starts off with fucking Michael Caine doing a voice for this movie as a, as a James Bond style spy car infiltrating an oil rig. Uh, Michael Caine there once again proving that he'll do anything for a paycheck. You guys know the story about Michael Caine and *Jaws 4*, right? No, no. So Michael Caine's in *Jaws 4*, which is widely regarded as one of the worst films ever made. Uh, and an interviewer, I can't remember who it was, asked him like, "Why did you do that movie?" And Michael Caine's response was, "I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the house it's paid for, and it's lovely." <laughs> great i mean it's true he is an actor an actor is a job that you get money for so sometimes you just need a paycheck
1: i think i respect him more what a great answer i love him dearly
0: this the 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 violence in this movie straight out of the gate is insane right yeah these yep, cars are, like, toting guns, they're firing missiles at one another. I was like, holy yeah. fuck, this is... And I'm I'm not being prudish here, right, but this is a Pixar movie. I don't come to a Pixar movie to see this G.I. Joe shit going on.
3: Yeah, at one point, somebody drops a, a car that's been smashed into a cube in front of him. Or in front of somebody as an intimidation tactic. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's kind
0: of dark. Straight away, this is, like, such a massive leap from what that first Cars movie was, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that first movie. I kind of think it's it's okay for what it is. It was basically an animated remake of the Michael J. Fox movie Doc Hollywood about like a, a, um, a superstar with a chip on his shoulder who gets stranded in a small town and has to realign his values. And that's basically what that first Cars movie is, right? Mm-hmm. To go from that to this weird fucking spy caper in w- the space of one movie... I I mean, it took the Fast and the Furious movies five movies (laughs) before they managed to start doing all of this spy espionage Mm -hmm. shit that they're doing in those films. You can't just suddenly make your cars Jason Bourne. It just doesn't fly. (laughs) I'm sorry, but...
1: Definitely big agree because, um, I mean, like, one of the first scenes is they're going up a car ramp and they're chasing him. So then he shoots barrels so that they start going down in, like, a Donkey Kong fashion. Yeah. And then they explode the entire higher thing and all i could think about was fast and the furious Mm -hmm. and how much more mature that whole series is and why do they think that they can get away with this just because they're cars they do have souls you've made it very clear yeah that these are animate objects. So no, you don't just get to shoot each other and blow things up and, and crush each other. Like that's not okay.
3: <laughs> it's the same reason you can't have a scene where Johnny Five is getting the crap eat out of him with a baseball bat or whatever. Exactly. Like, it's like you don't you don't spend all this time making these these characters, you know, sentient creatures and then start killing them off.
0: We cut back to Radiator Springs, which is where Lightning McQueen, who is the protagonist of the first movie, plays by Owen Wilson you know what real lack of any kind of Owen Wilson in this movie wow
3: you can barely you can barely tell that it's him and honestly I didn't really like his voice anyways for this character Like, just no it didn't. wasn't
1: very powerful and like there's um, you know there's a scene where there's a disagreement I'm not gonna jump too far ahead but he's just not powerful like there was a really shitty thing to happen to him and he's just like no I don't like you anymore you need to yeah. leave and yeah. that was it and I'm just like man get up set get angry your friend just like messed you up
0: Owen Wilson has a very distinct voice right Yeah. so yeah. use that to its advantage in your movie but they just don't in this one he's kind of he's yeah. almost um, like a background character in a lot of this film
1: yeah
3: yeah like it's I, I've seen some discussions online recently about the difference between using actual voice actors and using just actors who, do, or who are doing voice work and how there are some actors that can really split the difference and could do both, like Robin Williams, for instance, could yeah. come across as dynamic in person or as a as a voice actor. Like he was really good at it.
0: Shout out to Fern Gully.
3: Yeah. <sighs> Which he totally... That's how he got kind of screwed over by uh, by What's-His-Face was because they kept trying to cock-block him on Ferngully and he got super mad about it.
0: Oh, um, Katzenberg.
3: Katzenberg. Uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, he kind of blamed them for trying to cock-block him on Ferngully. But anyways, like, yeah, not all film celebrities make good voice actors.
1: I mean, the other thing is, is that I find that... Um... Studio Ghibli does really well in their English dubs because they like uh, Dakota Fanning's in one of them. I'm pretty sure, and like uh, one of the Jonas Brothers, like Frankie Jonas is is a voice actor and stuff there's like a Frankie that.
2: Frankie Jonas, mind blown.
1: There is, yeah, there's a fourth Jonas. He's, <laughs> the, he's a Joe bro. Um, and um, Miley Cyrus's younger uh sister i believe
2: well i think what i like about studio ghibli is that for all of the films they dubbed they were never really focused on like star power like they were like when they were doing the trailer they didn't do this whole thing like you've seen it in every animated film where once they show everything, they just do this whole onslaught of all the lists. Like maybe trolls does it. we like Justin yeah. Timberlake, Anna Kendrick, and then like just keeps on going. I'm like, I didn't. That doesn't matter to me.
1: That's true. Yeah, because I mean, like Liam Neeson's even in a a Ghibli dub, which is amazing what? to me. But I
2: feel like that made they looked at who fits that role and be like, yeah, that makes per- perfect <laughs> sense
1: yeah uh the um main spy girl oh god holly spin something
2: shot well shirt well shoot well i don't know yes
1: holly Shiftwell.
2: well ah, well there we go car related um
1: that's actually the the uh hell's moving castle main lead like she's the voice of sophie
0: emily Mortimer, right
1: yeah i didn't pinpoint that until literally the last line in the entire movie which i thought was fantastic
3: she was the one that played Mackenzie in the newsroom right is that am i thinking of? the right
0: person i didn't watch the newsroom so i'm just Aww. gonna say yes
3: <laughs>
0: i should watch that i love jeff daniels i should watch that show
3: it is it is good it is
0: great. It is good. With uh, Owen Wilson kind of relegated to a supporting role here, the movie shifts its focus onto the aforementioned Mater, voiced by Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, I'm kind of unfamiliar with this dude. He is not a known property where I am from. Anybody got any uh, takes on Larry the Cable Guy for me? Nope. This was kind of the first introduction for myself. <laughs>
3: oh, really? No, yeah. Oh, okay. He's kind, of, he's kind of one of the more exaggerated personalities in the mm-hmm. blue collar comedy tour guys because there's like for of them, right? There's Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Engel, um oh crap, what's that other guy's name? <laughs> The Tater Salad Guy, White, Ron White, um, and Larry the Cable Guy.
1: When you said White, I just, I thought that that's how you were describing it. No. Him. <laughs> well, yes,
3: but that's his name as well, coincidentally. Yeah, they, yeah, The I I had that album many years ago, and I listened to it a lot, and Whoa. then passed it on to my dad, and uh, my dad thought it was fucking hysterical, like, he thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing he'd ever listened to. My mom hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Did not go in for the redneck redneck humor at all, despite the fact that that uh, she has plenty of relatives that go in for the redneck humor. So I don't know what the problem is. But anyway, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I'm kind of fuzzy on what this concept of redneck humor is. I mean,
3: it's subjective.
0: <laughs> in the uk we have these things kind of like peer-end comedians that were maybe kind of big in the 70s and 80s yeah uh they had their acts have never evolved beyond kind of like mm-hmm fucking casual racism and shit like that and they just sort of end up doing like tours of fucking seaside towns I mean I'll, you know UK listeners will be familiar with people like Jim Davidson right like that's kind of like what I equate the idea of redneck comedy to but mm-hmm. uh, from what I was like reading up on it I don't think redneck comedy is as intrinsically racist or obnoxious as some of these guys are
3: no because they have to they they have to still appeal to a broad audience right like, I would say Jeff Foxworthy is probably the tamest out of the four, uh, hence why he ended up hosting Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader for like a bazillion seasons. Oh, yeah. is,
1: that's the, you know, you're a redneck one yes. guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah
0: okay you might
3: you might be a redneck yeah you might be a redneck yeah
0: see i thought that was larry the cable guy that came up with that no no uh
3: yeah larry the cable guy is just kind of a voice like it's a it's a i mean they're all kind of doing a character but larry the cable guy is really doing a character like that's not his normal voice
1: so weirdly enough in the uh in the shorts i liked mater a lot more like he's still that same kind of um bubbly personality that you find in the movie, they they did this thing where he's telling these stories to to lightning mcqueen where he's just like i do all this stuff and blah 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 and like lightning mcqueen's like oh well what happened next and he's like well, you should know you were there. And then just all of a sudden it like cuts to that same scene, but like right beside (laughs) him, Lightning McQueen is there. And he's like, what? No, this was all a lie. He's just like, okay, sure. And then like something shows that it does really happen. But I don't know whether it was the short bursts or what, because yeah, he's still the same like main character of it. it, But like, what was the different dynamic? I couldn't tell you.
0: I mean, I think... (laughs) It is the short bursts because probably 10 minutes into this movie, I was ready to kill this fucking tow truck. (laughs)
2: I really? literally
0: could not stand this character and I, I don't know if that's down to his Larry the Cable Guy's persona or more down to the actual script and the way this character is written but every time he opened his mouth I just wanted to scream into a pillow
3: well the 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 voice that he's doing for, for Mater is actually really toned down from his usual Larry the Cable Guy shtick
0: oh okay
1: <laughs> Mater
3: is toned down go look up some of his stand up sometime I wouldn't say that it's like way over the top or anything I'm just saying that that the character is a little bit more subdued in these movies.
2: I think for me the reason why I think it's not even the issue with just Maynard I think it's the issue with just every single character in this film where like things happen just because no one spends the time to be like oh hold on can we just check on a minute what's going on like they just needed to talk and everything would have been solved (laughs) like it's true from the beginning
1: but I mean like okay so then in the very beginning we still haven't gotten very far into this movie Um, in the very beginning there's that car that's broken down on the side of the road instantly like adult me is just like oh my god is he gonna be okay does he have car insurance like what kind of currency do any of the cars use like call caa <laughs> he's he's like instantly just yeeted into like a customization area yeah. and they're just like oh how far did you make it and he was so proud when he was yeah. like almost to the state line i was just like oh wholesome but after that <laughs> done i have no emotional connection to anyone <laughs> that yeah. isn't that broken down car
3: and then and then mater goes racing down the road with this poor car attached to the back of him bouncing all over the place I'm like woo, that's cruel i know
1: poor guy
0: paul newman was in that first movie right he played like the kind of mentor character to uh, Doc Owen Wilson's car that's it yeah uh, yep. did he die apparently I mean I know Paul new I know Paul Newman died but uh did that character die
1: yeah apparently that character had died um in cars three I think they actually I know they addressed it in two mm, not really but apparently in three the the character was there but he was on TV and on posters and in dreams
0: okay
2: so wait cars have dreams yes they do of course they do they can hallucinate they can I don't Get horny. No, okay. Wait, horny, like honking the horn. 'Cause initially when like Ooh. I was watching this,
1: Hunka <laughs> Hunka. Why not? Cuz like a part of me
2: thought like it was a world where like sexual attraction didn't exist and it was more about like a- like romantic relationships and I was like, "Oh." But then that was me looking into it, but yeah.
1: But okay, hold on. There are such things as hot cars because when yeah. um Mater thought that Holly Shiftwell was hitting on him, yeah. He was all excited
3: because she's a hot car and he kept making inappropriate comments for the rest of the movie. And she's like, I don't know what it the fuck just you're talking keeps about. Going
0: back to my original question, <laughs> how are these cars <laughs> fucking? I need to know. I want to know.
3: They have their friends' day out and they end up tipping a dump truck or something or
1: Yeah, cow cow tipping. They're,
0: they're, it's
3: like cow tipping, except it's a dump truck, and I was like,
1: Oh, that's mean. That's why I'm saying how did they build buildings because of instruction or like in like construction equipment are animals then that doesn't make sense. Also, quickly, if they're made out of metal and the, like, the actual buildings are also made out of metal, would that be like we live in, uh, houses that are made You're out flesh. of flesh? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: nice. This weird Cronenberg existence where we're all living in fleshy houses.
1: It reminds me of the, the gingerbread man lives in his ginger house. Is he made out of house or is his house made out of man? He screams.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it's- Though. like if you think about it like it's trying to pass off as this kid movie but if you just sit down and just try to think about this world it's horrifying
3: <laughs> here's the shrek here comes the shrek reference oh for fuck's <laughs> sake at least shrek kind of leaned into that with the gingerbread torture that's
1: true <laughs> oh that, my god that, 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 that,
3: that. <laughs> arms yeah that was
1: pretty messed up and then like the they use milk like hot milk to take out mongo also known as the best character in the universe Oh my god, everyone should Neth's face right now. <laughs> it's I think it's turning red. We're trying to Can we
0: just have one fucking episode. <laughs> one episode.
2: We'll get it one day.
0: Shrek makes the world go round.
1: So
3: Lightning McQueen, <laughs> so there's a fucking talk show. Lightning McQueen passes on some kind of World Cup deal and they're like, "What the fuck?" uh on this talk show and then Mater calls in via t- uh, payphone somehow. I don't know how he dialed it.
2: Do they actually show it?
1: Look. Everything's voice activated nowadays. <laughs> I
0: don't know. But he does it when he does it when they're like in a bar at yeah. a restaurant. Yeah. And all of these cars are like sat at the bar. Are these cars getting drunk? Are they Hell drunk yeah. driving?
3: Do their cars get
0: DUIs? I don't... Oh
3: my, they're getting <laughs> lubricated. Come on. And when they go to the bath... What are they... I'm assuming it's... I'm assuming it's they gasoline. Leak oil. Yeah, they leak oil. Like, when they go to the bathroom, they're. I guess they're changing their oil or something. I
2: don't understand the bathroom thing. No, I didn't either. I was just like, I don't know what's
1: happening. <laughs> well, first of all, I love the fact that when he went to the toilet in Japan, it was a future toilet. Yes. Oh by the way I don't know if I ever said this but my friend I told my friend that I told you guys about the Japan toilet story
0: oh yeah that was on our Tokyo Drift episode
1: yeah from the Tokyo Drift episode he wanted everyone to know that not only did he get the toilet spray in his eye he then screamed which means that the spray also got into his mouth (laughs) and then he fell onto the floor so not only was he choking on the water he was blind couldn't see anything thing and then for the rest of the trip he was scared he was gonna get pink eye yeah no wonder like it actually went like and then it was still going even though he fell on the floor so he's still getting rained on so
2: what you're saying is that mater's experience in japan and using toilet is very relatable
1: absolutely correct they did very well with that did you
2: go on holiday with mr bean
1: Basically. That
3: does seem like a Mr. Bean. But
1: like, can we talk about how the secret agent was like literally getting beat up in the bathroom and how that was an okay scene? Because it wasn't.
2: Yeah, that was like something out of a Mission Impossible movie. It really was. I was imagining him as uh, Henry Cavill.
0: <laughs> yeah, when Henry Cavill does that little fucking fist throw thing in Mission Impossible, I was like, yeah, come on. Yeah, that's exa- Let's see these yeah. cars start throwing their fists around.
1: I was, I don't know. I don't like the fact that there were dents going on. It just really messed with me psychologically and then like mater comes out and he's just like oh i wouldn't go in there and i'm just like he's being beaten to death like he, he's he's dying <laughs> and you're making oh, yeah. a
0: joke mater literally makes yeah no he literally makes an ace ventura joke oh my yeah. god this movie has I, no original ideas
3: he, he he makes a poop joke even though i don't know it's not i don't know how that works okay so like somebody so like there's a pool of oil uh <laughs> on the floor and Somebody was like, he's a little excited, isn't he? And I was like, well, that's mortifying. Our oil leaks basically urinary incontinence? Is that...
1: Apparently, yeah. Because then, like, Lightning was just like, oh, my God, go clean yourself up. Like, get a hold of yourself. He's like, I haven't leaked oil in years. And I'm just like...
3: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, that's fucking embarrassing.
2: Oh, my God.
1: But yeah, and then, like, friggin', um... Oh, what was his name? Uh, Joe? What's his face? The the um
2: which car? Which voice?
1: The mafia car.
2: Oh,
3: the guy played by Joe Mantegna or whatever. Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. He uh, he was just like, oh, can we can we get back to what we were doing here? And Mater's like, okay. And I was just like, he's leaving that car to die. That car's gonna die. That's not okay. And lo and behold, I'm I'm mortified after watching this. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, look. All right. Let's just let's just fucking break this down real fucking quick yeah Yeah. basically the plot of this movie is Mater is mistaken for a spy oh, yeah. goes yep. off on a world tour <laughs> with Lightning McQueen who is involved in some kind of rivalry with an F1 car yep. uh, while Lightning McQueen is doing all these races there is this nonsense fucking mistaken identity plot going on where Mater gets caught up in some kind of escapades about um, a new fuel source that yep. apparently is making cars explode and it turns out all along the this was all a big setup by Eddie Izzard's character that's the plot of the film okay we don't don't need (laughs) we don't need to fucking go into the plot any more than that the world
3: race is sponsored by some kind of biofuel company and uh, all in oil all in oil and it's supposed to prove the veracity of this uh, the prove the effectiveness of this oil of this synthetic oil but uh, somebody keeps sabotaging by shooting they're calling it an EMP, I'm gonna say a yeah, heat ray. That's
1: not how that works. <laughs> a, a heat ray
3: at the at the cars various cars in the race and causing them to blow up. So it makes the fuel look bad. Uh and somehow that has some connection to a group Uh, Do we want to reveal it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course we do because who gives a shit?
3: Lemons! A bunch of shit cars that are angry with their existence in the world. I don't know why they're blaming the better cars for how shittily they were made. Who makes these cars? Who is your manufacturer? Maybe (laughs) write a letter.
1: Uh, Can you replace those parts? That's what's blowing my mind. What part holds the soul? How much can you take (laughs) away from one of those cars before it doesn't exist anymore?
3: I don't don't remember what exactly the connection is between the between the Jeep guy the 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 Jeep all in oil guy and the lemons. I can't remember what exactly the connection is there. That's the part of the plot I don't understand.
1: He's an old car but like his his outsides are completely different. Yeah. And I don't know. It just it blows my mind that someone sat at this very long meeting table <laughs> and said, you know what we should include in this movie? We should have a scene where they make a car go so fast that like We'll, we'll put the EMP shooting at it and it will explode from the insides and then what we'll do is we'll show the reflection in the monitor so that you yeah. don't directly see it but you can see that yeah. a car just exploded
0: so so this is the scene the torture scene in this movie because this what? movie has a fucking torture scene in it Yeah, uh, where Bruce Campbell play in the voice of this car that gets tortured here um, oh I didn't even notice that yeah it was, that was uh, old Brucey boy um, yeah he basically gets tortured by the bad guys to the point where he fucking explodes
1: explodes
3: yeah
0: this is a Pixar movie for children are what the you fuck? kidding
1: me I'm so mad that that existed like literally all you see in my notes is just oh my god he's dead and that was an okay thing to show so like okay I, I, I guess it would have to be the soul would have to be in the, the like engine cavity right because I don't know every. Everything on that main guy, <laughs> that villain, was brand new, except for yeah. that engine cavity. And that's what gave him away. Also, <laughs> the inclusion of VIN numbers being your identification. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I loved that because the first thing my mom told me to do when I got my car is to make sure that my VIN number uh, matched up with my like paperwork so that they delivered my right car so that I, I would always have that. So,
0: Oh, damn. I've never checked that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was the first thing I did.
2: So with like Laura going on and on about Soul, I feel like now I know I don't want to end this podcast without knowing. So yes, they have a Soul. And so I, I just need to figure out how it works. Do you think there's like a big bang and then I don't know.
3: (laughs) I think it's a post-apocalyptic world where cars have gained sentience and humans have died off. And I'm sure the environment is slowly but surely marching towards desolation. Maybe there isn't even oxygen anymore. We don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to how many plants there were in the background.
1: In one of the shorts, they talk about how Radiator Springs came to be. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. um, They did time travel. (laughs)
2: So <laughs> all right there we go basically oh there is
1: a uh guy whoever started radiator springs they're like okay we have to make sure that he he like stays here at the perfect time so that he creates like the town so it turns out he's a radiator cap salesman so uh they hook him up with like a a spot and he's like okay you should stay right beside this like geyser spring thing because people are going to stop because they're overheating and that's when you can sell them a new cap thing and then slowly but surely like it expanded every time they went back to check in on it
0: because they did something wrong hold up but this guy was a car right this was like a a guy
1: it was an old jalopy it wasn't like a dude no no no. it was a jalopy and one of the you can actually see in there was this weird like train tunnel prank scene in the very beginning where they go into a a, like train um tunnel and then like a jalopy comes out i believe it was like that jalopy's husband So she's still there, which is weird. So old cars are still old cars. Okay. And they're broken down cars still.
0: This is hurting my head just thinking (laughs) about
2: this. Megan had a point where basically it's post-apocalyptic where somehow some man or woman made the choice to like, hey, what happens if we made a smart car? And so obviously that car became too smart. And and I guess there was some sort of uprising. And then now the humans are the fossil fuel for their cars. Yes.
1: (laughs) But the problem is, is that you don't, ever see a human in the car
2: because we're dead now and they've taken over
0: oh my god i've just figured it out i know who started all of this i know who had the first sentient car who? it was fucking david hasselhoff
1: <laughs> <gasps> there we go oh my god i like this universe suddenly <laughs>
3: It's just terribly ironic that the the gun, ray gun thing they're using is for an EMP, like an electromagnetic pulse, and EMPs are known for frying electronics, they're not known for igniting gasoline, right? So, I mean, it would have been very, very chilling if this EMP gun was just turning sentient cars back into regular cars. Oh, that would be so... <laughs> just... <laughs> just destroys their their electronic brain or whatever.
1: How is that more chilling than uh, cars shooting each other? At least equally chilling. And exploding. Well, think about
2: it. I think it's still chilling. Think about it. You're like walking along and then all of a sudden shoots a gun at you that somehow makes your body frigid and can't move anymore. And totally... Yeah, isn't that frightening? That's frightening.
3: Yeah, like a heat gun or a laser would have made more sense I think. But I don't know why they chose EMP. It just seems like a weird choice
2: cool they watched the matrix the other day and are like emps
3: <laughs> <laughs> older cars aren't as vulnerable to emps because they have fewer delicate electronics in them supposedly so it could have been used alongside the whole storyline with the with the old school lemons hating on the newer cars but they didn't really use it that way in the movie so i don't know it just seemed weird it was just a weird choice i think
2: it just goes to like Sp- old spy movies were like that doesn't make yeah. any sense does it have to and I guess back then it didn't but now we're like no no if you're creating a world with talking cars you have to explain yourself I guess
0: <laughs> yeah and I mean it, this movie does just do all that old spy movie shit but also is everybody in this movie are all of these characters just fucking stupid yes <laughs> because Mater repeatedly tells Michael kane that he is just a tow truck and yet Michael Caine is absolutely convinced that he's some kind of super Super spy. Why won't you just listen to him? He is an idiot. Stop giving him these tasks to do. Oh, it drove me insane.
1: That goes back to Roddy's point where it's just like a lot of these situations could have been avoided if people just like actually listened to each other and had conversations. Like uh, it could have absolutely been all avoided. And I mean, I get the whole thing about like be be who you're supposed to be. Everybody else who doesn't like it should change. And it's just like,
2: Mm. (laughs) yeah exactly i had the same feelings
3: it's because it's because mater has a few moments where his expertise in car parts comes into play and because he's so good at this and he's so good at pointing things out when they're looking at photos and stuff it never occurs to them (laughs) that he's (laughs) that he actually is just a country boy like they yeah because he he has expertise and it's just very specific Mm. and because it comes into into play they don't think other they just think that he's a super smart spy because he's pointing out stuff that they weren't catching which is weird because they're also cars
2: to go back to Laura's point though of like the whole message doesn't like like stay true to everyone else should change Mater stayed true to himself and when he stayed true to himself countless people died
3: yep <laughs> <laughs> he did put a lot of people a lot of cars in danger not on purpose mind you
2: not on purpose yeah but still like but, <laughs> that's not the message i should do
3: yeah a lot of stuff that happened was just happening to him he wasn't doing it on purpose he wasn't making conscious uh choices
2: but the thing is though like he could have saved bruce campbell's life if he actually was not thinking about himself and like assessing the situation <laughs>
1: Um, but like, OK, so then when I was thinking about this, right, I was thinking of this as a uh, consumer point of view. Would <laughs> I want my children to watch this? Answer is absolutely not. <laughs> um, now, that being said, though, because I was thinking about how um, I love Frozen too mm-hmm. very much. <laughs> oh, nice. And the way that they go through grief and how to move on with that is unparalleled. Like uh. I learned that it's unparalleled. It's crazy, so there's this one song that Kristen Bell does about uh, the next right step or something like that, Uh, the next right thing. And basically she's like, I'm depressed. I don't know where to go. I'm literally in this cave. And then she's like, the only thing that I knew, know I need to do is the next right thing. Hmm. That's all I need to know. Like this next breath, this like it hurts to do anything, but I need to do the next right thing. And I was thinking to myself, like, yes, I'm showing my daughters this because this is a great way to think about things is sometimes you just have to break it down to like literally breathing. Um, But cars. Yes, I like the idea of be who you want to be or like who you are and, and you should be unapologetic about it but to a, <laughs> to a point.
3: it's not terribly to a point. it's not terribly deep yeah. for, for a movie that seems uh, obviously marketed towards boys the difference between kind of the the learning element from cars 2 and the learning element from frozen 2 is miles apart right yeah it is a little suspicious because it's like well why why can't we have an emotionally deep message
1: for the for the little boys <laughs> what the hell (laughs) how does frozen 2 handle that better where like i i i don't know i just really like the the
3: I haven't seen I haven't seen Frozen 2. Highly just going recommend on your opinions here. <laughs> yeah, no, I just highly
1: recommend because one of the best things about Kristoff is that uh he supports Anna in whatever she does. So like they split off at a time and he like gets all confused about the relationship and how he uh could be of value and like who he is without her and stuff like that. And one of the first things he does when he picks her up, he's like, What what do you need? What can I do for you? And it he was able to have this full emotional scale where he like you know understands that he's in love with her and that's okay and how he's changing and it's so weird that that is a better message than literally anything for pixar
3: Yeah, because car- Cars 2, the takeaway from Cars 2 isn't, like, to me, maybe this is just my interpretation, it doesn't feel like the takeaway is any more complex than, like, your average, like, cartoon episode or, yeah. like, preschool cartoon. Like, it, it just seems oddly out of joint with the complexity of the movie's action.
1: Yeah, when you come after Up and Wally and all of these hard hitters and you come out with Cars 2, right? It just feels so empty to me. Yeah
3: it was very obviously a ca- it's a cash grab it's yeah, a cash grab exactly. to capitalize they're capitalizing on foreign markets by having the movie take place in other countries you know cars are big Spy chases are big. They just took a bunch of concepts, smashed them all into the same movie, boom, done.
2: But like I said earlier, like if this helped to help fund like Coco and Inside Out, then like so be it. Like I feel like every company has the thing where like this is the work that we do and like this is like we have no kind of like context in it.
0: I don't know, man. I don't subscribe to that theory because those movies would have got made regardless of Cars 2's existence. I don't think we can pin the existence of movies as good as Inside Out or Coco or soul which was like literally one of the best movies i saw last year yeah. on the existence of cars 2 i think pixar i mean like i say this actually was quite a low grosser for pixar domestically at least i mean yeah okay so merch is merch is a big factor in this but i think like mm-hmm. this movie is so like artistically bankrupt that there's no way that you could turn around and say the we should be grateful for the inside out exists because <laughs> yeah. cars 2 yeah Paved the way for it, you know. I just feel like
1: I would love to see the Inside Out version, but with cars. So there's a little angry car and the little sad oh, wow. car and the, the anxiety car. Don't give car. them
0: ideas. Don't give I, them ideas. Please? for Inside Out too. You know please. what, Roddy?
1: I will subscribe to that idea if there is an Inside Out car AU at any time. Even even
0: better, oh, a sentient
1: a
3: sentient truck with a sentient stuffed animal strapped to the grill. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Are you God. saying that uh, basically, what's it? Well, technically, Pixar already does a multi, like, crosses universes. So, yeah, it's bound to happen. It does
1: all the time.
3: We're
2: going to get Inside Out meets Cars. Meets, uh, what's next?
1: Sentient toys meets sentient cars, I mean. So, what type of car do you think the Joy car would be?
0: <laughs>
1: uh... A Toyota Corolla? <laughs>
0: I don't know. What's the happiest car you can think of? Isn't it like the bumblebee
2: car?
1: Oh, oh, a punch buggy.
0: I mean, I guess to some people it would be maybe like a mini, maybe? I don't know.
1: That's true. I
2: will say that I was a complete disadvantage watching this film because I know nothing about cars. I don't know anything about models of cars or how they even work.
0: (laughs) This movie does like a bunch of sight gags about stuff like that, but they all feel so like hacky. And so like when they go to Paris, a bunch of the cars in Paris are all like old Citroen 2CVs, which- Mm-hmm. It would be funny if this movie took place in like 1992, but you know <laughs> nobody's still driving one of those cars uh, now. Yeah, it's they like... meet
3: one of those three wheel deal- three wheel cars. Oh,
0: there's like a, a Robin Reliant. Those things yeah. were huge in the UK in like oh, the 70s yeah. and 80s. There, um... but you couldn't ever turn a corner in them because they would tip over. So uh...
3: there was in Paris, there was a car mime. There was a car dressed as a mime. Oh yes,
0: another hacky fucking Paris joke. There. I mean, the all of the jokes in this film are either pun or they're just hacky stereotypes
3: at the casino they're ro- they're playing craps with fuzzy dice that still have the the string so connected <laughs>
1: hilarious i love that i'm like okay that's a solid joke <laughs> in japan when the whole pistachio ice mm-hmm. cream oh, wasabi thing yeah and the little uh forklift i love him first of all because he's got his little arms but he, he says my condolences in Japanese and I was just like wow I feel oh, like so he's saying he that it. to me. <laughs> he's just it's just like my condolences and I'm like, Oh, thank you. I I'm also I'm gonna take that because I'm watching this movie and it's really
2: hard. But some of the car psychics, though were like like again, like like I said, were legit funny. The like the capsule hotels. For... Yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, okay, that's kind of smart.
1: I was like, well, that makes sense.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. That makes sense for this world.
3: It makes more sense than stuffing a human into <laughs> in one of the capsules.
2: Also,
1: um, the the agent. It was funny. At some point, I thought that they were going to try and make it so that he doesn't kill anybody because he's the he's the good guy. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel like that's a cop out. That's not fair. Like, I want revenge for that other agent. And then he throws one of the cars onto a car lift, and then it smash like crushes. Yeah the car into the the ceiling and then another car goes under it and then it goes all the way down and crushes that car. Like literally two seconds two cars are dead. That was really intense to me and I love that too. How do you kill a tow truck in a gas chamber anyway? Like... Do they have lungs?
2: Do they breathe?
3: That's what I was wondering. Well in
2: the first scene, uh, the the spy all of a sudden puts a scuba device on and I was like, I don't... What's in the tank?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What's in the tank, buddy?
1: Nos?
0: Do you think that's it? He's fucking... He's getting hot on nos is that what he's doing
1: maybe that would be great yeah i don't the more we go into this universe the more i hate it but you know
2: what's weird is i never
1: i don't ever question why the toy stories are moving in toy story but that yeah. also actually gave me like a real fucking problem with my life where i personify a lot of my objects so i hoard pretty much everything because i think they all have different personalities i'm
0: guilty of that yeah. as well um, anthropomorphizing like, stuff yeah sure
1: yeah yeah in Toy story they they lay out pretty
3: specific parameters I mean there's a it's there's a little bit of ambiguity along the mm-hmm. edges why are they alive who cares mm-hmm. uh, but the toys are alive and when nobody's looking they talk
0: to each other that's the clear definition there is is that when nobody's looking so you, you and I cannot say for sure that that doesn't actually happen right
3: exactly yeah they yeah so like but other than that their world is meant to be the same as our world right mm-hmm. so there's a lot we can take for granted there Whereas with cars, it's kind of like, where are the people? Mm -hmm. why do these cars exist who made these
0: cars it freaks me out it just weird this whole film just weirded me the fuck out and part of the reason that we're not really following the plot of this movie on this week's episode is because I was too weirded out to pay attention to the story I was just like all of these questions were spinning through my mind about what the fuck is this universe that we're looking at
1: one of my favourite notes that I took um, it was after um, (laughs) it was after the scene where the cars were crushed and I was like whoops blacked out there for a second second um this is a bad movie like it's yeah. just the whole note yeah <laughs> and it was then it's like um this is <laughs> then i i wanted to um bro i don't even care about anything else right now i'm just so sad <laughs> because of like the the body count of this this movie
3: yeah
2: well Look at it to Toy Story 3, like the pivotal moment of that scene. Spoilers if you haven't watched any of the Toy Stories. But like you actually worry about the stakes of them losing their lives. Yeah. Because to that point, nothing has happened like that ever in a Pixar film. And then this movie, it's like someone just dies like the first couple of five minutes into it. And you're like, what?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, in Toy Story 3, they allude to toys getting roughed up and broken because they're being played with children who are too young to be playing with those toys and in the first movie there are toys made out of other toys this is that sicko kid that goes around taking Sid. toys apart and making yeah. other toys out of them. So there's like a baby's head on a spider body or some shit.
1: Did you, uh, did you guys ever notice that there's a hooker? That was my favorite thing ever.
0: A hooker? It was a
1: fishing rod and it had Barbie legs on it. Oh, yeah. It had a hook. It was a hooker.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do remember that. It's fucking yeah, nightmare yeah, yeah. fuel. Right?
3: Oh, my God.
0: But yeah, that yeah. baby
1: spider thing, that was not okay. And like... I guess that's my problem is that I have an emotional connection to things. So for them to just toss that aside and feel as though that that's okay and like violence is totally fine because they're cars and and their universe doesn't make sense anyways.
2: Well, yeah. Think about it. It's it's supposed to make us care about the characters when the characters just blink their eye. Like they don't even bat an eye. I don't know that. Whatever. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like they don't even care that someone dies in front of them. It's like, eh, it's It's like, is death just a common thing here? this world do people just die every day well
3: i think we as adults take the implications a little bit more seriously than kids do because i can think of a few movies that i watched when i was a kid that i rewatched as an adult and i'm like holy shit
1: i watched this <laughs> Some problem child physics but in cars like in
3: secret of nim there's a scene where the where the one guy straight up stabs another guy with just like a just right through the chest or something and that's not even in the book like they added violence to that movie (laughs) and like i remember watching it as an adult and i'm like whoa i don't even remember that holy crap but i mean the little mermaid ends with ursula getting stabbed by a ship's mast or something uh you know
2: but like it builds up to that This one is just like everyone's dying. It's like the like what's it called? You know how like there's some horror movie video essays or whatnot. They do like a carnage count. Yeah, of like ding ding ding. This is how much people have died. Oh yeah, this movie has an incredible
0: (laughs) body count. I actually this movie has a higher body count than Blair Witch 2 which is kind of alarming
1: (laughs) yeah with with that being said though um the stakes in this movie isn't death it's uh whether or not lightning mcqueen will win this race and i mentioned it like earlier but that fight between him and mater um just fell flat completely oh
2: it was the most irritating thing
1: yeah There was no actual conflict between the two and he felt guilty because he sent Mater away because he technically screwed him up. Like, I is it just me but like lightning mcqueen actually had every right to do that and feel that way
3: first he tells him to go away and then he's surprised when mater gets on a plane to go home
1: yeah he's like wait he left the country and it's like what the
3: fuck did you expect him to interpret from that like did you yeah (laughs) he feels like he ruined your race of course he's going home Uh, exactly because
1: he technically did yeah and like sure it wasn't his fault but like it was his fault because he didn't turn off his his headset he didn't think to do so so he got some bad advice he's allowed to be mad
3: yeah he was in on uh, lightning's uh, radio frequency but he also had an additional radio frequency from what's-her-face so he could hear the other girl chatting in his ear but lightning couldn't hear the other half of the conversation so lightning's like why the fuck are you talking while i'm racing around this track and then lightning got all confused so i mean that wasn't really mater's fault because he didn't ask anybody to shove a weird computer up his butt when he was in the bathroom but
1: consent <laughs> but like do you see why we're not talking about the plot though like what is <laughs> the plot does doesn't does make any plot? sense it's discover-
3: but, like, I don't know. I don't know. When they're in London, the clock's called Big Bentley.
0: Oh, my gosh. For
3: no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it's still just a clock tower. It doesn't even
0: look like a car. One of the uh, race sponsors is Tire, and that's aged about as well as a glass of warm milk. But, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: this whole movie is, like, based off of, like,
2: what's, like, the next pun that we could do? Even the bomb scene of, like, that pivotal scene between friends of whether or not they could reconnect again. Oh, yeah, It's like, you're right. like, the bomb. Like, bomb what? no. I'm like no, just just talk. Stop making like this a pun.
0: This movie basically ends with Mater having a bomb strapped to him, and I was just crossing my fingers that it would detonate before he got rid of it. But <laughs> unfortunately, no.
3: He yes, he figures out who the probable suspect is for why the and so he drives up to the Jeep guy and kind of tricks him into deactivating the bomb. But like the Queen is here because because it's England and the Queen is also a car. <laughs> And instead of driving away with her security detail like she was told to, she's like, Oh, I'd like to see where this is going. And I was like, Really?
1: I mean, <laughs> I like the idea of that. It's a
3: very flippant statement, given the fact that there's somebody nearby who has a bomb that's
2: ticking down. When you talked about the Queen, then it, again, it's one of the ones where you watch this movie and you go like, wait, what? And then you think about all this infinite amount of questions. So if there's a monarchy, the monarchy has been for a long time. So does that mean they went through like all those periods? Like, did they have like a renaissance? Did they have like, like legit,
0: like car medieval? You mean, was there like a talking horse and cart? you mean? <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my- what is the evolution they- <laughs> of these cars? Oh my god. Was there a car Charles Darwin? I just oh my god. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what did
3: they? what did the inbred cars look like? Like what did the Habsburgs look like? Did they just have really fucked up uh uh like hoods that didn't close properly and they just leaked oh! fluid everywhere? Like oh they had like oh.
0: five wheels and shit. I don't know. Just uh- <laughs>
3: For those who don't know, the Habsburgs were were a really inbred uh, branch of the royal family who inbred so much that after a while they were dumb as rocks and crazy and their mouths wouldn't close properly because their jaws were all fucked up and they would drool all over the place. So
0: basically the royal family. (laughs) <laughs> That's frightening.
3: Yes, it is
1: frightening. Look at pictures
0: so of them. I, don't so I don't want to. That's very scary. I don't want I already sat
2: through cars, too. I don't want to have more nightmares.
1: <laughs> but okay, but you could look at them and actually think like in car form. But
2: like medieval knights, cars, but like caveman cars, cars, but like, I don't know, like.
1: It's just like rock wheels.
0: Uh, Marie Antoinette's. <laughs> like, Do you know what? We, we could spend another couple of hours trying to. <laughs> I know. Trying to fucking like so. parse through this. Let's not, fo. Um, the movie basically ends with back in Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. They all fuck mm-hmm. off back there, and then they all do a race because hey, they're cars, and what else are they going to fucking do, right?
2: Oh my god, when uh, Holly Shiftwell was like, "He's my, I'm his girlfriend," or "He's my boyfriend," I was like, "No, this this is our relationship that should have happened." Yeah. What? no What? Yeah. What?
3: <laughs> I like when the cars are instead of using handcuffs, they have those tire boots it's, yes that they're putting
2: on the back of It's all sight gags.
3: Got got a yeah. legit laugh from me on that one. See,
1: that's a, it does have the charm of a Pixar movie, but I just... It just kind of... It treads kind of an uncanny
3: valley. You know, it's kind of like with uh, God, Sausage Party. Is that what it was called? Oh yep. yeah. The thing with the talking hot dogs? Like, where that one could have gone really far with that concept, but it didn't go nearly far enough, and the plot was re- really stupid.
1: Do you guys feel as though they're needs to be like some world like better world building in this, is that yes. the problem? Or is it just overall script?
0: I mean I would rather they hadn't built this world at all and just <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's just because
1: oh. I don't think the concept is a bad idea for kids.
0: No, and and look, let's just fucking put the caveat here that this is a children's film and we are all grown ass adults. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we're kind of shooting fish in a barrel picking it apart, but fucking even even then this movie is violent and nonsensical and just fucking i i would rather and look i was a liberal parent i let my daughter watch Shaun of the dead when she was like six years old at the same time i'd be like yeah you don't need to see this i don't think you have you have any requirement to see this um do you know what let's do a quiz
1: okay <laughs> okay on what
0: we're gonna find out Hello, I'd like to buy a car. Ah, yes, which one would you like? I'll take the one with the silliest name. We can certainly do that, all right. We have a brand new Mitsubishi Levis, or the dirty old Nissan Cup. Those sound great. I'll take them both, even if one was made up. Okay, so all of the cars in this movie have kind of dumb, punny names, like Tow Mater. But um, what about some cars that have really stupid names in real life? I am going to give you guys the name of a model of car and i want you to tell me if it is a (laughs) real car or a fake car we don't have any fancy technical terms here just say real or fake okay Mm -hmm. we'll go around the horn and we'll we'll take it in turns uh you're up first laura oh god is this a real car or a fake car the mazda bongo (laughs) friendy
1: please be a fake car
0: i'm afraid it's a real car it was a uh, a british camper van made by mazda obviously
1: sorry a bongo friendy friendy
0: friendy with two e's on the end
1: amazing
0: megan Mm -hmm. the isuzu mysterious utility wizard real car fake car
3: (laughs) i'm gonna say real because i want this to be real
0: it is real. There really is a car called a mysterious utility wizard. What's mysterious about that?
3: I would like to know. Why
0: is it a wizard? It has magical powers.
3: Sounds like something that would show up on Top Gear as a joke.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, Roddy, bring it. I know everything about cars. Ford Probe, real or fake? Well, is that it? Just Ford Probe? Yeah, a probe. Uh, I'm gonna. I
2: want more imagination, so I'm gonna say fake. <laughs>
0: No, I'm afraid that's a real car. Uh, My my friend's dad had one of those in the 90s. Why is it probe-like? Like,
2: Like, what makes it a probe?
0: Uh, No idea, but I'm not sure why somebody thought a probe was a good name for a car. um, (laughs) It's not the connotation I make when I think a probe, but okay. (laughs) Laura, Mm -hmm. the Kia Fancy Day Driver. Real car, fake car.
1: (laughs) Fancy Day Driver.
2: Are you a Fancy Day Driver? We'll find
1: out. (laughs) Do you, like, just hold your pinky up as you're driving? Um, (laughs) fake.
0: It is fake. I made that one up.
1: I like it, though.
0: (laughs) Kia, you can buy that off me. Um, Please. Megan. Mm -hmm. The Chrysler 405 Lexington. Real car, fake car?
3: I'm going to say that's real, but I have no idea.
0: (laughs) I'm afraid it's fake. 405 (laughs) Lexington is actually the location of the Chrysler building in New York. Um,
3: Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought that sounded familiar.
0: Is anybody keeping score? Please keep score. I'm I'm no good at keeping score on these things. Laura's got I, we've one. We've got
3: one right now. One point, I think. Bro- uh,
0: Roddy, yes. did you get one? Yeah, okay. No, no Roddy didn't yes, get one. Did. No. no, he didn't. Mm-mm.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
2: Okay. <gasps> I can if I want.
0: No. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> Roddy, here, here's your chance to catch up. The Mazda Titan Dump. Oh, really? Called Dump? A Titan Dump. Real car, fake car.
2: Since there's potty humor in cars too, I assume there's potty humor in real life cars.
0: Real <laughs> That's right, it is a real Japanese truck. The Mazda Titan Dump. Um this movie was a Titan dump. Uh Okay, Ooh. Laura. Yes. Yeah. The Suzuki Schnookums. Real car <laughs> or fake car?
3: Oh, please let this be real. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Schnookum. If it is, I know my next car, but I'm gonna say fake.
0: It is fake. I made that up. <laughs> Could you imagine? someone stole my schnookums. <laughs> Megan. Yeah. The Nissan Friend Me. I'm
3: going to say it's real.
0: It is real. It's a car from 2013, and it also sounds like the <laughs> firstiest <laughs> car I've ever heard of.
2: <laughs>
0: um, Roddy. Yes. The I want you to tell me if this is a real car or a fake car. The Honda Highway Hijacker 3000.
2: Oh, I, don't know. I want a uh, fake. <laughs> it
0: is fake. I made that up too. But I kind of want that car. Um,
3: Sounds like something from The Simpsons.
0: Because of the 3000? Canyon arrow. Do you love it? Maybe 3, I should have added the 3000 on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's I the remember. scores? Laura's got two. Megan's mm-hmm. got two. Roddy's got one. Okay. Two. <laughs> just, just counting me on. Rude. Sorry, I forgot, I forgot that you got the Titan dump correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> um okay, last round. Laura, the Mitsubishi Minica Winky. <laughs>
1: um Um <I'm... laughs> mm, mm, Real?
0: It is real. It's some smart car-looking little fucking thing.
1: I I want that.
3: Sorry, (laughs) it's a winky?
0: (laughs) The Minica Winky.
3: Minica Winky.
0: Megan. Yeah. The Honda Life Dunk.
3: Oh, I'm gonna say that's fake.
0: (laughs) No, I'm afraid that is a real car. What? The Life Dunk. (laughs) Is it like a slam dunk? Who is coming up with this shit? People get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to come up with this shit. Okay, Laura has... Three, Megan's got two, Roddy, this is to tie with Laura. The Volkswagen Reifenstahl. Sorry, Reifenstahl. Oh.
2: Reifenstahl?
0: The Volkswagen Reifenstahl. I'm oh, going fake. It is fake. Volkswagen did not name a car after Lenny Reifenstahl, Hitler's favorite director. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was going to say. <laughs> I want a Minica Winky, though. I'm looking at these things amazing
0: okay well we know what we're getting you for christmas um please oh <laughs> uh, that's cars 2 would you guys recommend this
1: nah <laughs> i mean like it's I, I would i'd rather have like the christmas prince on in the background rather than cars 2 like i just i can't <laughs>
0: that's your default go-to for like bad background movie right
1: it is you know what it's you can fine do laundry, because I,
0: you can make a meal i
1: fell asleep to all three christmas prince movies <laughs> And it's a peaceful slumber, uh, cars too, just like I don't know, I don't need that, uh, Megan. um I I
3: don't know if you have kids, they might enjoy it, but it depends on the kid, I guess, and how sensitive they are to certain things. Violence, I don't know. I can't judge i don't I don't actually have any kids yet, so
2: yet. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Let's, let us know in like three years. Yes.
2: <laughs> this is gonna be first. This is gonna be the first movie you show your child. No. Yeah. No. It
3: please. is not Carsteen. going to be the. I will hide the existence of this movie for as long as possible. Save them. It's kind of like it's gonna be weird because when I was growing up, we we grew up in the age of like VHS, right? So somebody would get a new tape for Christmas or something, and they would watch it over and over and over and over Hell and yeah. over and over again. Just mm-hmm. just one movie. Yeah, over and over.
0: And you just memorize the entire yeah. lines. Wore out my copy of Back to the Future doing that. So, yeah. Uh, Roddy, recommend, no
2: recommend? Uh, the fact that the third one forgets this second one ever happened. <laughs> really? I'm going to say that you don't need to
0: watch it. Fair. It was all a dream. Um, yeah, I'm not going to recommend this. I really struggled to make it through this film. Uh, this is the most... Normally when we do this, I can sit... And most of the time I watch these movies twice because the first time I watch it, just to kind of take it in. Yeah. And then the second time I'm making notes. I struggled to get through a single sitting of this film. I kept pausing it. I kept going off to like make a cup of coffee, do other Same. stuff play Xbox. This film was a slog. Uh, it's not fun. It doesn't have any kind of like whimsical charm to it in the way that a lot of Pixar movies do. I think when you think that this is from the same studio that made stuff like Inside Out, which is a fantastic movie, just it's kind of alarming that, you know, I don't know. I just, no, just not a recommend for me. And, mm. you know, I wouldn't even say watch the first one. I don't think the first one's that great. Just go watch Doc Hollywood instead. That's a perfectly charming little movie. And it's got Woody Harold in it too so what more could you ask for Mm. moving on next week we're departing radiator springs and heading for springwood we're doing freddy versus jason
1: Ooh, I like that segue. That was fantastic.
0: Ah, you're welcome. (laughs) This is very much my wheelhouse. Big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Big Friday the 13th fan. You would have thought that melding those two things together would have been my ultimate movie. Eh, not so much.
1: Uh, The first uh, Halloween we all spent together, you dressed up as Jason, didn't you?
0: I did. I did. And I dressed my dog up as Patrick Bateman as well, so. Uh, (laughs) Love
1: that. I, I, I don't I've never seen um, I, once again I'm not a horror fan so I haven't seen either one of those franchises so I, I've always been fascinated by crossover movies
0: yeah this is our first crossover sequel um, it seems fun yeah if, if you've never seen any of these movies mm, this is going to be confusing for you but yep. also this film is dumb as fuck and it's kind of fun but i guess we'll we'll see what you guys take is on it next week Mm -hmm. uh until then you can find us on twitter at bad numbers pod we're on insta at bwn pod you can email the show at bwn pod at gmail.com we have been bad with numbers from toronto canada stay safe out there goodbye Bye.
2: Bye. bye (sighs)
3: Oh, <sighs>